0: One night, one goal. Stop suicide. Register today for The Overnight and join thousands in Washington, D.C. on June 3rd as we walk 16 miles from dusk till dawn to stop suicide. Start your journey today at TheOvernight.org.
1: Welcome to the Axel Bulletin Tuesday afternoon. It's myself, Declan McConville, joined by Patrick McGill. We'll be talking all things Celtic. We'll be talking Big Ange after his uh, interview in Stan Sport yesterday. If you've not checked that out, it is up on YouTube. It's well worth a watch. We've obviously been drawn against Dundee United in the Scottish Cup quarter final. We've been chatting about that. We've not been on since last week, Patrick, so we've got to get our thoughts on Aberdeen and the Cup game which you and I took in at the weekend against Rafe Rovers. And of course, we have this. UEFA Conference League game against Bodo Glimt. Um Highly anticipated we're back in Europe after Christmas, uh, something that we didn't have the pleasure of last year, and we'll be seeing what is ahead for us um, before our visit to the Athletic Circle the following week. In fact, let's start Man's Post to Coglu. There is a real good fuel factor around Celtic at this moment in time, and this was another thing that added to it. Um, the first comments they kind of pick up on, I think, was the one that got the most attraction. Didn't get a lot of traction in Scottish media, but I thought, you know, everybody else covered it pretty well. was Ange talking about his connection with Celtic, talking about social justice. Um, what was your thoughts on that? We've really got a guy here that fits the bill, if you will, of the Celtic manager's job.
2: Yeah, in all the press conferences he's done in the last eight months, he sort of got the feeling that he got what the club was all about. And when he hear his story, being a, a Greek immigrant, I think it was the age of five or six, his family moved to Australia. I don't think his mum and dad can speak English. Well, his dad's dead, but I don't think his mum can speak English to this day. Um, so, you know, the, the third and fourth generation, you know, of today's Celtic fans will have experienced that coming over from Ireland, a lot of them. Um, so you can see a real connection there. And then he made that comment to, um, I forget the guy's name, Craig. Craig somebody? Yeah, Craig, yeah. Uh, the one they had a big ding-dong with about 15 years ago, um, about the, the refugees, the, the work that he's doing in Australia. So to come out and say stuff like that, it shows that he's just a brilliant guy, as well as a top top manager, a, an elite football coach. Um, and he said himself in the as well, he found a real affinity with the club. It's like a match made in heaven, really, uh, from our point of view. Um, so delighted to hear it. And Delighted to know that the manager's quite a good guy as well. You know, the, the, these are things that he can really connect with Celtic with. You know, Very similar histories and hopefully can stay for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously
1: that old Bob Kelly line of you know, Celtic's much more than a football club. It is too many of us that support it. And uh, to hear things like that. Is always it's always heartwarming. It's always good to know you've got a guy in the, the, the dugout that knows what the, the football club's all about and, you know, gets it, if you will. Um, and that's just adding to the great results that we're getting at this point in time. Um, some of the things I think is key to touch on, he was talking about European football, Patty, um, just to get this up, I took some notes when I was watching it, and he was talking about us being not ready at that point to tackle um, the task in European football. This obviously ties in with this game against bordeaux glint This Thursday he spoke about not being able, just not being in the position to do it. But, and he's got, Knew we weren't ready for it, but he's saying that you know that the teams that we got in terms of Bayer Leverkusen, Real Betis. He says he always sees Bayer Leverkusen as a Champions League outfit. Obviously, Leverkusen and Betis both third in their leagues. Um, Celtic always seem to get these tricky Europa League draws, unlike other teams. Um, but both third in the leagues, and he said it was always going to be a really good challenge. And he said the 4-0 game against Leverkusen was the game. I think he said this in his open goal interview where he thought the group would learn so much from it because it showed where we were and where we wanted to get to. He said, because if you think about the minute mistakes that we made in that game, we were absolutely punished for them. But again, talking about the confidence and talking about Bodo, um, we'll get on to Bodo to talk about them later, but he said that he'd take notice of them uh, well before we were drawn against them. Obviously, that 6-1 mauling of Jose Mourinho's Roma and then getting the draw back over there in the Olympico, but he says that the Conference League is a great opportunity to test ourselves once again. And he said it's what he loves in football, is testing himself against good uh, European sides. Patrick, on Bodo and in the Conference League, a big an opportunity is this for Ange Postacogl and his squad to once again test ourselves European football?
2: 100% um, absolutely. And I think it's, it's... I don't think it's a must-win game, I think, you know, the, the priority is the league. But to get over the hurdle of winning a knockout tie after Christmas for the first time since 2004, it's a, it's a massive opportunity. And I don't think you'll get a better opportunity um, unless we somehow end up... Well, I mean, I'd like to think we won't be in the Conference League next season. I'd like to think we'll be in the Champions League we'll be top down, But certainly for a couple of seasons, I don't think we'll be in the knockouts of the Conference League anytime soon. Um, So you're not going to get an easier opponent. You're not going to get an easier draw. Uh, So I think it's a massive opportunity, not just to beat Bodo, but to try and do something in the competition. Because you look at the teams and you maybe think to yourself, oh, maybe two or three of those, you know, more money, better players. But we've seen over the years that in one-off ties, we can beat these teams. I mean, if the Lazio games a few years ago were knockout ties, we'd have beat them 4-2. You know, you've just got to sort of play your own brand of football, Give it your all and see what happens. Uh, so I think we're, we're in a great position against Bodo. And I think you're right in what you're saying. I think it was, you know, it was actually Betis and Leverkusen, which were the two disappointing results in the group stage, that Ange actually thought to himself, oh, look, the players are buying into what I'm doing here. And although it finished 4 nothing, it probably wasn't a 4 nothing game, that Leverkusen game. I mean, ju- just looking at the fourth goal, even the penalty, the penalty I don't think is a penalty. And then their fourth goal, it's like, it goes in one in a million. I mean, out, outside the box top left corner, unbelievable uh, But, you know, we're a, we're in a lot better position now than what we were back in August And we beat AZ Alkmaar to nothing in August So I think you've got to fancy yourself
1: Yeah, I'm sure we do fancy ourselves Paddy's asking, where's Lawrence today, lads? Well, Paddy, I'll tell you where he is He's right there, he's just joined us <laughs> On as Tuesday, Lawrence,
3: how are we? I'm doing well, mate. If, uh, I, w- I was out celebrating yesterday, ten uh, year anniversary. It was uh, great fun. I'm sure he's all, but uh, well, take- taking part in the celebrations.
1: Well, from celebrations to to Ange, and um, hopefully it's another celebration at the end of the season. We're talking about European football. That's just where we're that. We're talking about Bodo, We're talking about this a Stan Sport interview that he did yesterday and his connection once again with the Celtic support and what he was talking about in terms of the European that we've already played and the, the challenge that we're going to get from Bodo on Thursday. We'll talk a bit more in depth about Bodo later in the show. Um, but he come up at this point, he was talking about signings. Um, he was asked about the A-League. He says, you know, he's still got great connection networks over there. They were obviously, I think they're trying to get something out of him on Rayleigh McGree. But, um, you know, I think we're all probably in agreement that Matt O'Reilly certainly fit the bill, and we've kind of forgotten about Rayleigh McGree. But in terms of the signings, he said that the the club have um, given him good support to take us in the direction that he wanted to take as Lawrence. He said, you know, we can't go two seasons without winning, having any success. He certainly brought his success instantly with his first trophy under his belt. But he said that he knew instantly he was going to be judged on signings. And he said the key one for him is Kyogo Hashi. He knew he could be successful here, um, which again comes back to him having that clear way of what he wants the game played. He said before he goes and gets a player, he imagines him in his team and sees how he'll fit in. And again, you know, he refers back to his wife. He says, you know, when we go shopping, mate, I have absolutely no idea what we're after to get, but he says when I go out shopping in terms of transfers, you know, it's exactly what he's picturing and knows exactly what kind of player he wants. How fresh and good is that to hear Lawrence? As well as that, he also touches on the club Celtic, you know, having specific markets to deal in, but he says, I look everywhere, mate, I don't just look in one market.
3: Well, I think just having a manager who's got such a focus and a belief in himself and his system is great for us. And you can see that on the park, not just in his signings. But he, he, he's come out he's so honest and he said, look, this is the way I'm going to be. It's attacking football. That's just the, the one way I know how to play. And I'm going to get players that fit that. And, you know, Matt O'Reilly, what I find. but you, I mean, when you look at Riley, when he left Fulham, not back a contract so he could get first-team football you know it's it's that kind of desire to play isn't it that we want I suppose Joe Hart's shown that as well you know he came up here take a cut in wages just so that he could play and it's having guys that want to be out in that part playing that aren't happy to be sitting in a stand or sitting in a premiership squad somewhere you know with very little chance of playing Uh, I think it can all be good for us but his signings have been phenomenal so far (laughs) and the value for money just it's just out of this world isn't it you know uh, if he keeps this up, not you know, no one ever got so much in the bank. He, you know, it's just it's just great, uh, and just can do no wrong. And I thought when you're going to see your talk about European football, the the president had come back to you and me and Paddy do indeed have tickets that you promised for the twenty fifth of May.
1: You're going to keep pressing me on this, and I think if we keep <laughs> playing uh, if we keep playing football, we are doing and there's no reason why we can't. You know, there's no phone? reason why we can't get get to. To anywhere near that stage I think it would be great if we could but it's one game at a time it is one game at a time Bodo is going to be a challenge and um, they are Norwegian champions and we can't underestimate them I know Ange certainly isn't underestimating them Patrick he spoke about um, his philosophy of football again he says you know when he went to the football library he went to one section and he stayed there he said if you want me to set up a team and get a draw I can't do it it's just not in me I want to win games of football Um that I think bodes well for, for games like this, where a Celtic part will probably want to try and get the, the tie sealed up and done on Thursday evening, due to the fact as well that Bodo's not played a lot of football. um, But just everything around this interview again, I thought once again, Ange looks so much more comfortable and relaxed when he talks to a civilian journalist, just due to the fact that I think there's a mutual respect there and there's nobody trying to catch him out when he's talking to them. And it was also, you know, there was a mission yesterday, the, the social justice thing that we were chatting about at the top of the show, it's not been reported on in one Scottish newspaper outlet um, as if there's just a kind of ignorance between this. It's an important point, I think, for all Celtic fans that we like to uh, recognise and, you know, the Scottish press just don't want to pick up on it.
2: Yeah, it's an awkward one. It's as if they don't want to talk about Celtic's history, the foundation of the club. Um, I'm not entirely sure why not. Um Alan Morrison tweeted about it uh, last night, I believe. Um, it's it's It really is quite strange that they just... I mean, I honestly don't know the reason for it. Um, I, I can't understand why they wouldn't tweet about it. I mean, the manager of the team at the top of the table has just discussed uh, his social attitudes. You can have a good guess at his political views from the interview as well. And the Scottish press just won't talk about it. I mean... Their football analysis is quite uh, thin in the ground, as it is, you know. We've got guys who play golf, uh, can't remember the Scottish Cup ties last season, uh, embarrassing themselves on Twitter. So, you know, I I suppose we we probably need to lower expectations for what the Scottish mainstream media uh, pick up on. But, you know, we can cover it. Uh, Celtic fan media can cover it. And I'm sure we'll cover it well. You know, Australian journalists don't seem scared to pick up on this stuff. So I'm quite happy to listen to them as well. And it's good to hear that the manager believes in that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, um, you know, testament to him, sitting in their office early in the morning, obviously in for his work, but wanting to, to talk to outlets. And he's pointed across, you know, he spoke about wanting to have that break with... It's still good football. Um, I think later down the line, I wouldn't really be surprised to see Ange returning to coach the national team. That's after he's obviously won the absolute lot with us um, and he can do no more. Um, Jim Hanniby's came, on, came in to see after the Rafe Rovers game, you have to hand it to Ange. It's not just about winning, it's how you win, what card the success follows. We'll get onto that, Rafe Rovers game. I think his post-match comments, again, were very, very interesting. But P'taudry, um let's go straight back to Putaudry. Come to you on this, Lawrence, um, absolutely coasting by half time. One of the most comfortable performances I'd ever uh, seen as play up there. Um, again, because I can turn out from the home support as usual up there, I know they're in a bit of disarray, but my goodness, I don't know what they'll do with their time. But again, it was Jota, Magic and O'Reilly. What a performance for them in that first half.
3: I think they should have been three up shouldn't we? And the game would have been done at three, but uh, obviously, a, bit of a dodgy offside decision, not that to they get too much coverage in the press, as, as some decisions did. But, you know, second half we fell away a bit, but it's five hard games for us. Another three points. You know, Scott Brown was obviously able to, to rally the troops a bit. I thought it was a couple of fouls for, the, for their first goal. You know, Brown pushing Starfell. It's... Again, not highlighted by the media, but I'm not too sure we'd expect it to be. But Three points, I suppose, is all all that mattered, wasn't it, uh, at the end of the day? But is it a worry they bit will be tired a bit? Yeah, but we've kept the one-and-one one going. And it's it just, you know, is never the easiest place to go, as you said. It, it looked real easy for the first 45. Fell away a wee bit in the second 45, but I, I thought at least one of their goals there was fills at. You know, we should have been at three at half time if it, the officials had been on the ball. But I don't know, sometimes a 3 2 1 sweeter, isn't it, than than, than 3 0.
1: Yeah, uh, the, the home support certainly got right up for it at two each and it went very quiet instantly. When Jota. Well, Obviously, I heard there was some you know, singing
3: for 30 seconds in Glasgow as well. Yes,
1: yeah, possibly <laughs> might have been, yeah, but, um, you know, of course, I've been told that the goal is offside and shouldn't have stood. But that goal you've picked up on Lawrence to me, I think it's a it's a completely different game if uh, the third goes in and the third should have went in. There was absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um, and some people, I think, maybe need a pair of these when they're drawing big lines to show um, where the offside is. Patrick, does it concern you that the manner that the two goals we lost very quickly um, going forward this season there were very poor goals to lose? Free kick, there's no runner. There's a possible foul in there, though from our former captain on Carol Starfelt. But again, I think that's just become a bit of part and parcel of the game. The, the pushing and shoving that goes around the box. And then the header from one of your favourite players, Lewis Ferguson, um, <laughs> to make it two each. Uh, Ramirez went, you know, scored after that offside. But um, were you concerned at all? Um, sorry, Ramirez had scored before that they got that equaliser in. Um, mm-hmm. But were you concerned at all when it went to each up? I mean, oh, the mood inside the stadium changed. I thought, kind of remembering back to time, Castle, uh 2-1 when they got the penalty and thought this could turn very quickly here but again we, we coasted the game out and it was an instant response which I think's very, very important from that group of players that we did score really, really quickly
2: Yeah, well I was at work so um, I was watching in a, 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 on, a, on a stream that was running behind so I seen that they'd scored a second and then I checked I saw a sort of live score up and it was 3-2 to Celtic so I only spent about 10 seconds worrying about the result Um and then after we made it three 2 I didn't really have an opportunity to watch the rest of the game. And then I had the had the chance to watch all the goals back, and um, you know I did see the 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 one that should have made it three nothing. I seen that, and I thought to myself, I, I didn't have any commentary, so I thought, well, it must be offside. Then you seen the alternative angle, and it wasn't offside, so I thought it must have been a foul. But then when you see it back again, it doesn't look like a foul. So it, yeah, you're you're right. It should have been three nothing. So, um, and I don't I don't see a lot of problems with the goal that we actually scored either you, I mean Abada's offside but Abada doesn't interfere with the play and he doesn't touch the ball yeah. so i am not seeing a lot of problems there but yeah the first goal that we conceded was disappointing I mean for a, a man to run from the back post to the front post totally unmarked is a bit concerning uh, the second goal you know you could say Ferguson just jumps higher than the rest of them but again it's disappointing to lose a goal from a set piece not only that, to concede a free kick immediately after you've conceded a goal from a free kick, it's pretty daft for Celtic. Um, but we, we responded really, really well. We got the three points. I thought we deserved to win the game based on our performance. So, can of say favour on that? And then, you know, we took care of the cup tie at the weekend. Yeah, I thought we were, you know, thoroughly dominant in the first half. And our first half, displayed
1: certainly merited the victory. I know there's people... You know, we're asking questions about, you know, this idea, Lawrence, that we play good one half, bad second half. But, you know, played very well in the first half and we probably we managed the game out at three two, which to me is, you know, getting a 90-minute performance. Probably not the 90-minute performance that Ange would like, but we're getting results. And I think, as you said to any you know, of the three of us or any Celtic fan, you know, Rangers at home, Fir Park, Petaudry, nine points, you, you'll do it. You know, I think that's really testament to the team and it's 20 games unbeaten in the league something that people maybe aren't picking up on but I think that really shows the journey that we've taken and even the, the journey that we've taken from the last time we played at Patoji when it was our first away game, our first away win I think that was the first away win uh, Patrick you'll correct me this if I'm wrong for about 6-7
2: months or something and the road we hadn't went away In October for, it was 8 months I think it was um, February Kelly away maybe was like the last
1: there. away win before that? So eight months. Um, so you know, I think we've came a real, i a real journey here, Lawrence, and twenty games unbeaten. To me, says everything about the team. I'm not really concerned about. the conceding the two goals because we're we're getting results, and we we look like a team that can grind out games if we really need to, and manage games if we really need to.
3: I suppose both were most one game must win games. Probably because our first one because our form wasn't that good, and we're going to we really need to be picking up points. But this one is a. Uh, it's back to the must one we, we like, so as we stay at the top of the league, that we keep good runs going. Uh, it's just three points as all it counts. You know, you, you take 1-0 from now to the end of the season, will not you? Uh, just keep, keep getting the three points, keep this run going. Uh, the players are coming back, and it's just it's an amazing one. Angie's got them on. One trophy in a cabinet already. Uh, apparently we're second favourites for the Cups because we've got such a terrible record in it over the last four years I don't know it's, you know, it's just nuts stuff but it, I, listen I think everybody's enjoying it isn't it you know, 20 games unbeaten sitting yeah. at the top of the league
1: quarter of the we'll Scottish do. Cup league cup in well, the bag
3: yep we caught the bag me and Patrick 25th of May in Albania with tickets watching us lift the, another European trophy it'd be great
1: 100%, I would be. That would be Are you getting yourself a
3: ticket
1: for the game? Well, let me see. It depends if we get there or not. I'm hoping that we do get there or not. I'm hopeful if we do, you know, the president will sort me out and the other guys.
0: Um. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for based on cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data q3 2022 and cox serviceable areas visit cox.com internet for details as the number one audio company iHeartMedia gives you access to all every audience live conversations trusted influencers and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company Go
2: to iHeartResults.com for more.
1: On, just quickly, in Aberdeen. I know we're going to talk about Celtic, but I think there's a couple of wee lessons that can maybe be learned here, part They went to a project manager, Stephen Glass, um, and he's brought guys, you know, Christian Ramirez, you know, I thought was a very good signing for Aberdeen. He's one of their, their top players. He's a goal scorer, you know, he puts his cell about. I don't think Scott Brown would be anywhere near Patozzi if it hadn't been for Stephen Glass either. Um, is there a lesson to be learned under the wider football context of appointing a project manager and not giving them time? You know, Dave Cormack, obviously in Scotland, just now the fans were turning against him at Fir Park at the weekend. We had heard the chance of we're not very good at Livingston. I thought there was a response so in the Aberdeen performance against us. But um, is there a real lesson to be learned here? Just very quickly in terms of football, in terms of bringing a project manager from you know a country like the USA over here. And how little time they've given him or do you think you had enough time? He had obviously two transfer windows.
2: Yeah, I mean he got his own staff with Scott Brown, he had two transfer windows. It's a matter of how long you give these guys, you know. Obviously the results weren't very good, but you know, I didn't watch Aberdeen enough to know whether the performances were any good or not. You know, you you can say you can say we're not very good when you're one less than eight games, but if you if you deserve to win a handful of it's a difficult thing to measure. As someone who only watches Aberdeen when they play Celtic, I, I really couldn't speak on it. Um I think eleven months, I think you've been given quite a big chance there. Uh, if you've been given eleven months. Uh, you know, not a lot of managers will get eleven months nowadays. Um if performances were still pretty average, then I can totally understand why they get rid of them. But again, they've now got Scott Brown, probably in a big wage, Christian Ramirez, who, you know, is a good player. He's a player that's only there because of Stephen Glass. Um I'm sure there's other players that are there solely because of Stephen Glass. Mm-hmm. Uh Stephen Glass. Um so it's a it's a matter of where they go from here. Um I think I seen in Twitter last night that they were linked with the Porto Glunt manager. Um yeah, one. Yep. That, that that would be handy. Uh hopefully. Okay, he is in Scotland them. too. As <laughs> as in Scotland
1: too. If they've called my a the there just before the game, yeah. make them a bit well, more easy.
2: I really hope that they get him because I think that would be a great appointment for all involved. No, um I they just need to, just need to try and get a good manager in, don't they? Uh not not up to us, thankfully. Uh they can do their own thing. Um it would be interesting to see what Scott Brown does from here, obviously. Uh whether he moves on or something. But no, I think he's probably had enough time. I mean I, it, it was eleven months he was there, so I think that's enough time to make your mark. And if it wasn't working, then Goodbye, Stephen Gloss.
1: Yeah, we won't dwell on it too much, but um, you know there, there is a Celtic connection here because Barry Robson could have been in charge to them too, former Celtic midfielder, obviously, um, and it could be a, a kind of revolving circle here. You know, Billy McNeil mean, went up to Aberdeen before he ended up back at Celtic Park, and we interesting to look at where, where Scott Brown fits in this whole picture. Not that we're trying to, to shift anybody on, but it's always interesting to understand these these things in the world of Scottish football, Patrick Dolan's when to say it made no sense getting short of glass for 12 games to go, they'd be hoping to get bounce back the Barry Robson since could easily make top six. Just quickly from you two, what do you think would be in the hot seat of Pato, I think it would Jim Goodwin. Patrick?
2: No one comes to mind, so I'll go with Jim Goodwin as well. Lawrence?
3: I heard rumours of Ronnie, mate. Yeah, I'd love to see Ronnie back in, in Scottish football I
1: don't think you've got to swap New York for Aberdeen As much Going as that
3: Going for no another for the Northern
2: Going for another manager in the MLS I don't think they'll do that again After no streaming nah. class I think they'll probably look elsewhere Yep,
1: Jim Goodwin for me And I think we could end up having that revolving door Wouldn't be surprised to see Jack Ross back at St Byrne. And obviously our former manager Neil Lennon's also liked the job at totally. And the curveball, Gordon Strachan is in there. So it'll be interesting to see who takes that role, so whether it's a former sale or whether it's a Celtic I don't
3: think Strachan will take it. No, last year, I spoke to Strachan he just didn't have the anger anymore for, for club yeah. management. So I, I, I can't see him coming back as a no. club manager.
1: I think he maybe needed a bit of anger up there at Patozby. But anyway, we'll get on to the flowers after that. But it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that one. Um, just a bit disappointing since I've managed to take two points off uh, our nearest challengers this season Stephen did all right in those games so but hey ho um, good luck to him and his next endeavours wherever that may be uh, Rafe Rovers Patrick you took in the second half behind me in this one um, well what was your thoughts on the game I don't think it was a 4-0 game but however like by a Leverkusen Celtic minute chances against a lower opposition team good teams punish you We've heard Dan just comments after the game, speaking about the squad not being at the level where he was at. I didn't think in the seven changes, there's a lot of guys coming in there and pushing and saying, hi, Gaffer, I'm here, pick me.
3: That's what you wanted, wasn't it? You wanted some guys to say, look, I've got the shot. you can't drop me now, but you didn't see that impetus. Maybe it's the number of, number of changes. Maybe that's just that because the team's playing really well together, so maybe it was it. A- just the, the number of changes. Good to see Jakimakis get a goal. Uh, you know, really happy for him. Hopefully he, he can keep it up. I thought, you know, the Rangers game was his best 60 minutes I've seen him seen him what so far. So, but sometimes it's it's hard to lift him for, I suppose, a, a smaller game, isn't it? Let's be honest, Celtic, were always going to win that game. Maybe that comes into a wee bit that they knew there wasn't that much of a threat from Wraith. So, it's 4-0. It, 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 all you need to be was in the next round of the cup. As you said, it wasn't a particularly impressive 4-0 win though. Uh, it, it's kind of just running a mill and, and it was disappointing that the squad players didn't maybe stake more of a claim. Good to see big Julian getting about 15 minutes. I'm not too sure how many more minutes he'll get this season. Uh, I honestly think we should have put him in loan. You know, he's got what, less than 18 months in his contract now. Heartbroken for Mikey, another injury. It's just, the boy's not having any luck, is he? He just seems to come back and just seems to break, you know, a few minutes in or a few games in, he's injured again. I don't know if it's going to work out for him at Celtic or not. He just seems to be picking up injuries all the time. I mean, he did a a decent shot just over the bar, you know, trademark cutting inside if he'd kept that down. But, yeah. Happy we're in the next round. Disappointed the squad players didn't grab it. Good to see Chris back and good to see Yaki Marcus getting a goal.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of uh, Marcus loving in the, the chat here. So we'll talk about the big Greek striker. Um, everybody was saying they were happy to see him get a goal. I saw the image after the game. There's a real sigh of relief in his face, Patrick, to get that goal. But I think the big man's definitely deserved You know the goals that he's got in the past few weeks. He's came back after this January break. It looks to have been working really hard. And you can see that in his performances. I thought he was a a key to our victory in the Glasgow Derby. You know, he's holed up playing that game. He had two really good chances. And he lets the two wide guys go and do their thing. Um, You know, again, he links up really well uh, with Jota at the weekend for his goal too. How key a player can George's Jack Emacus be for us in these next 12
3: games?
2: Is that right? 12 games to go in the league. Yeah. um, Well, I mean, hopefully Kyogo's back soon. So... uh... Mm -hmm. You know, hopefully there's only one or two games. I say hopefully. You know, it's it's sad for Yakimakis, but I'm saying hopefully there's only one or two more league games where Kyogo isn't fit for. Um because, you know, he's by far the best best striker we've got. But I thought we missed um Yakimakis when he went off against um Rangers in the Derby game. I probably too. Pitodi
1: I thought we missed
2: him. Uh-huh. You know, I thought Petodi would be the type of game that he'd be Really suited to, aye. Really up for you know because it's a bit of a battle at times. I know we've got we've got so much quality that we can play right through them at times, but other times they'll just turn up on fire, looking for a challenge, looking for a battle, and we really need to dig in. And it's been that way the two times we've been up there. Even the home game at Celtic Park, we never really finished them off. Um, So I thought he'd have been an option, but obviously not. And then you know when Myer comes on. He's probably only really got 10 minutes in him in that derby game and he's on for half an hour. And we just need to try and uh, keep mother. them out. Aye, yep. we need to keep the, the opponent out for the last 20 minutes of that game because we've got nothing going forward, fortunately. Um You know, it is quite unfortunate for Mikey Johnson as well, as Lawrence said. Um, you know, how much of it is down to luck, though? Because he doesn't look like a guy who's built to be a professional footballer. Um, as good as he can be, you know, he said like he's had a couple of million a couple of minutes of brilliance in the last two and a half years. Um he's I mean, how many injuries has he had? He said four or five. Um so a lot of it can be done. to a lot, but a lot of it I think, you know, is he of the level and week on week it, it seems to be no is the answer. Um mm. but you know, next round of the cup. 12 games to go in the league in Bordeaux on Thursday, so getting into that part of the season where you just need to keep on running, don't you?
1: 100%, and that's it. It's just Lawrence said, they allow
2: you take 1-0
1: every week. You know, 1-0s will win your league championship for the rest of the time, so that will do me. Um, Les in the chat is going to keep us up to date. Your nephew does Barry Wind- Robson's windows, so um, we'll get them to see track from them. Thank you very much. Um, Lawrence, the first half and Liam Scales really really tidy finish. He does that position very very well, coming doing that inverted fullback uh, that Ange looks for in his players. Um, again, you know we've saw Anthony Alston coming at fullback. We spoke last week and um, we were talking about the Rangers game. You know we spoke about Taylor and Urano. It's the great balance of the two players. I think the fullbacks a position I'd say I'm less concerned about, and that you can retake quite well in those areas and you don't miss. Um, but you've got too much. I mean, Juranovic, to me, is a level in class above the rest of the guys. No disrespect to them. But, you know, for games like this, I'm very confident that if we do rotate the full-backs, we're usually quite sound.
3: Yeah, for Wraith for Rovers, rotate them is fine, but I'm not too sure Scales is... I, the I, think
1: going the forward. Scales no, I don't think so.
3: And Taylor is the same as the gap between Ralston and Juranovic. So I, I think Taylor's definitely your first choice. 100 miles, and, and so is Juranovic. Yeah, uh, yes. It's maybe a, one of the positions we might look to improve on in the summer. Who knows? Uh but you know, Taylor's been sing- singled out by uh by Ange. I think he's a cracking player. Never gives his less than hundred percent. But we've got decent enough cover. But I think maybe we, we might look to bring in somebody of Juranovic's level. Uh, I think that would really uh, take the team up a bit. because uh, is solid as Taylor's been for us. I, I think there's something maybe we, we might look to improve on. But uh, I, I think Scales is easily, yeah, some distance off of Taylor. What Montgomery's going to do in loan will be interesting. See how he gets on now. Yeah. Under
1: what manager he, we don't know.
3: Aye. Yeah. I mean, he done all right at the beginning of the season. So if he can get some Good. more minutes under his belt, he might improve. He might be an option for us. But yeah, the, the fullbacks. We're covered well enough for Scotland, aren't we? Uh, but we'll see. I think they'll stick on uh, first choice for me. Uh, same as Juranovic at right back.
1: Brown Warrior, who is our usual Tuesday contributor, comes in to say, replace Mikey with Dembele in the bench, see if Ange can convince him to extend his contract. Patrick, I'm going to come to you on this one. It's a really good point. Now with Mikey Johnson going to be out for a long time, I do imagine it will be a while. But um, and, you know, just said he wouldn't hold his breath in this one. Does this open uh, a path for Karamoko Dembele to get back into that Celtic bench and possibly get minutes in his legs, obviously? We know he featured in pre-season. He got that horror uh, tackle in on him. And I think it was Bristol City or Shepard Wednesday was again. game. But it was Bristol City. Um, and now he's back. We've seen him in training and stuff. Does the Johnson injury give a pathway to Karamoko Dembele back onto the bench at Celtic?
2: I think it does, yeah. I mean, I think Kamamoko's a right-winger, Johnson's a left-winger, but, you know, you've seen Jota switch, you've seen Forest switch. Um, I think it's just a a preferred position. Um,
0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test Intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit Cox.com/internet for details.
2: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data
0: you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for
2: more. I, I think, you know, if he has one good game, he might already be ahead of James Forrest this season. Because, I mean, apart from that semi-final goal, James Forrest, especially on Sunday, was I thought he was abysmal. Um, you know, he had a chance to have a, a shot, about 12 yards to the goal, and he just kept on running with the ball. Ends up wasting the chance. Um, he never took on his man, despite being up against, I think, a 30-year-old uh, left back for uh, Wraith so he, he certainly needs to buck up his ideas he doesn't seem like the type of player who's keen to press all the time which is what Angie's looking for and it's something that Abada's done really well this season mm. so you know I think you've got to have Abada first choice in that right wing but you know, the, the backups certainly are for contention and if you give Karamoca a few minutes, maybe even a few starts this season um He's playing under an elite manager. Uh, personally, I think the sky's the limit in the Conference League this season. I think you can convince him to sign a new deal. And even if we only get one season out of him, you can get money from him next summer because if he leaves this summer, we'll get nothing. I think maybe you get might get a, a development fee. I think you have to pay that for a young player, but that'll be, what, a quarter of a million? And we know he's worth more than that, Karamoko Dembele. Um, mm. So, but I mean, on the other hand, you know, James Forrest is another one, his contract runs at the same time as Julian and I think if neither of them show anything before now and the end of the season I think you probably need to look at getting money for them because Julian's basically had a good nine months and Forrest hasn't kicked the ball since Covid started in my opinion so you're looking for a lot out of those two players or else you're probably looking to move them on in the summer Lawrence Buck up his ideas.
1: I thought James Forrest was very poor at the weekend. Um, I agree with Patrick. Apart from that, semi-final goal um, against St Johnston. He's not did a lot to contribute to Celtic this season. He's obviously had injury problems the past you know, 18 months, two years. There's been no consistency in his play. Where do you see Forrest fitting in underlands now? Because it just looks as though... I don't want to say the time is up because, you know, Forrest has given so much to the club. He's been such an important player for so many years. He's won so much
3: at the club. But,
1: you know, is he the odd one out in a sand set up now? It's
3: definitely second choice in the, out, out in the right, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I, I think this season's just really been disrupted by injury. Whether he's going to get back to the level he can get to, I don't know. Because he has played a lot of football since he, he what was at 4 0 against Motherwell, his debut, scoring debut. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's he won't appear as often as he's appeared in the past seasons, will he? I I think he's a bench player now. I I don't think he's a starter. We've got five subs. We're going to see your attacking options come off the bench more often than not. So I think Karamoka will get minutes and and Forrest will get minutes. But I I don't think Ange is a respecter of reputations, is he? So I think it's whoever's going to perform the best for him is going to get more minutes. So I think James he would need to step up, step the gears up if he wants to get back in the team.
1: He can't call players playing forty-five minutes. Patrick was, but the, the manager said after the game, um, Brown Warriors came in here to say Forrest has come off a long layoff. All players need game time. Forrest's no different. I'd agree with that." But Patrick, is he going to get the game time in the Celtic team? Because we've said you know twelve games left in the league. Uh, Dundee United up at Tanagers isn't going to be an easy game in the Scottish Cup, and uh, certainly the ties you know against Bodo. And possibly, you know, further
2: afield. I don't think it's going to be time to rotate squads anytime soon. No, you're probably looking at that Dundee game in the league next Sunday um, to rotate squads, and you know that's the sort of games that for us needs to play out his skin to earn a contract because we can't go into these situations that we're in the past couple of years, where players in the last six months of their deal and we're looking for a nominal fee, rather than to sign them up this season or look to sell them in the summer and I've just looked there, Forrest is 31 this summer and a 31 year old winger is only going to get slower and he's not played well for two seasons. You're, you are probably looking to move players like that on I know it's difficult for a player who's been there for 12 seasons but you, if you're looking to improve, if you're looking to take your club to the next level, there's no room for s- sentimental um, contracts especially on players of Forest's wages Um you know, even even if he's a bench player, you know, you're looking at that thinking you're bringing a 31-year-old off the bench. How much is he going to contribute in the next two or three years? Um, I think he really does need to buck up his ideas and, you know, start performing. I know he is just back from injury, but as a Celtic fan, you've got to look at what's best for Celtic. Um, and I think, you know, maybe need to look at moving him on. But as you're saying, you know, will he even get the chance to perform? Julian as well. You know we've got that settled partnership. I think, I think it's that Dundee game. Julian could never get forty-five minutes for us. Could never play the whole game. You know, it's just a question of um, will well, they get the time to, to earn a new deal?
1: Yeah, it's you know I think there's a key point in what you're
2: saying, Patrick. There and
1: Jordan Bull in the comments is saying there's no room for sentiment. It as needs to be what's best for Celtic first in terms of the player trading model which Celtic operate. There needs to be a clear look at, you know, Julian was a £7 million centre-half that we bought in. We don't want him to leave for free, um, which would be the case unless we offer him a new contract. And again, there have been very good wages for that. James Forrest will also be one of the top earners at the club. Um, whether he merits that new contract, we'll come to see in the next few months. Obviously, we would like two players to play at their skin and get the new contract, because at this point in time, they are players who won't need to go and pay for anybody else. Um, you know, there's obviously... Cameron Carter-Vickers is yet to be our player. We hope he is our player. I think that may be one of the reasons why Julian will still be considered in the frame um, as a potential. But again, you know, is Chris Julian going to be happy being third choice? Because I think at this time we're very settled in Carl Starfield. And Cameron Carter-Vickers being our centre-half partnerships, avoiding any bad injury um, given to, to both players. I imagine that's what we'll be sticking with for the rest of the season. But we'll see. Um, we don't want to write players off. It's just about whether they're going to fit in, in this whole lounge system. And where they can they can do it for the manager, um. It was seven changes, Lawrence. We, we heard, and rolling in Premier Sports, you know, don't pass the ball back. The ball goes to Joe Hart, and right away it's two forward pack passes, um. You know, again, it's just that wee kind of. It shows that wee bit of experience in the team that he knows when, you know, the ball needs to go forward and stuff. And again, we turned to the bench. That's what the bench is there for. We probably didn't want to turn to guys like Jota to come off the bench and Maedic to come off the bench, but we did, and we got there in the end. And it's Dundee United in the quarter final of the Scottish Cup. Um, you know the comments about we're nowhere near we want to be as a squad. Where does that improve? Does that come on the training part, or does that come from more additions into the squad?
3: It's about both, isn't it? You know, Ange's you, got a reputation of developing players, but I would say Julian's fourth choice just now. But Welsh is surely ahead of him, isn't he? And I, I yeah, can't say game time. Yeah, one
1: hundred percent.
3: If you're turning turn it somebody in a game that means something, you're going to go to Welsh for than Julian because he's he's just been out for so long, hasn't he? Yeah. But just now, yeah, Welsh definitely had a Julian, but improving the squad. I mean, Andrew Shone can he knows how to use the transfer market, doesn't he? He definitely is also improved players. Look at Ralston, so he he's able to do both, and it's just kind of mixing it well. I'd say Forrest, though Toucher and Jamesy, a year left in his contract. One club man, you know. I, I don't think, you know, if he doesn't do enough to get another contract, if he leaves for free, hopefully he still gets his testimonial for us. I know that's overdue, but I think he's just been a brilliant servant for the club. But it does look like his career's on on the way down. that he's, he's not at the, the heights he, he's previously been for us. So, if we keep him for an option for a year. You know, to, to to run his contract down, coming off the bench, you know, he's still a decent player Forrest Certainly, in terms of Sc- Scottish league standards, good experience in Europe as well. You know, maybe when we're up against it, you know, he can take a ball for a run, hold on to it. Would it be the worst thing? You know, if he left on a free and got to sell a big payday at the end of that contract, I wouldn't be too bit disappointed. Julian, I think, is a bit different. He hasn't contributed anywhere near as much as Forrest to Celtic, and also we laid out a fortune on him. Uh, and it, his comeback took a lot longer than they expected. But I mean, don't forget, him in the, last year we had him the the UEFA Cup squad, didn't we? He was named yep. as one of them. And, you know, it was almost every week he was going to come back. Almost every week. So he was back about four or five months late later than expected. So I'm, I'm not too sure what a hold-up was there. I don't know what kind of player he'll be after a 13-month layoff either. But uh, it, it's one of those ones I really thought we should have got him out loan just to get him game time because I can't see him getting it here and then he's going to be in the summer you're left in his contract do we offer him another one, who would come in and buy him you know what, it might be maybe if Cameron Carter-Vicker signs, we might have to take two or three million if we can get it for Julian because if anyone comes in they're going to go well, the guy's not played for 18 months now you know, and what could we all offer another contract on to him we're going to be saying the same thing, you know. You've only been back training for five months, we can't really keep you in the big wages. So, so Julian's, I, I, I kind of I, I think he's different from Forrest. To, I don't think we really owe Chris anything, I think he more owes us, but I think we definitely owe us something. But you know, and if if that is just to let Forrest run out his contract and get a final payday and a final move, so be it.
1: Yeah, I think you know that there's a lot of good points that you make in that Lawrence. That you know wages is going to be an issue here because we're going to go into another transfer window where we've already got guys like Barkas, I and mean, again he's still within the squad that are on big money to bring more players in. It's going to be about managing that wage budget. You know, Forrest and Julian will be two of the high earners at the club. You know, there's no chance that Chris Julian came for seven million pounds is an not You know, 18000 18 grand probably a week easily. Um, you know, if that's what Bark on, Julian's probably in far more. Um, so that there's guys like that, and it has to be considered. Patrick, on this point again, for Brown warriors, we came in, you know, talking about a uh, pathway for Karimoko. Um, he's seen it for us twice. He believes it's for us twice a player that joins to play that Johnson the bela at the moment. And unless you replace him with better, then why get rid? To me, I think there's a there's a probably going to be an issue with wages on this, and just due to the way Andrew's scouted players in the way he's brought, and I think we would probably find a, a gem in that right hand side, we could probably get in a lot cheaper wages to develop or possibly develop Karamoko Dembele. We've not really seen him being given uh, a chance under and just due to that injury that he's had.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, the issue there is even Johnston has the, has the ability to get better. I think Karamoko Dembele's 19. So, you know, sky's a limit again. There's loads of potential there. I think he was named as like one of the top 50 16-year-olds in the world a couple of seasons ago. Um, so this the sky's a limit with him. Johnson, you know, time's running out, but there is still time for him to become a, a decent player. Forrest, as I said earlier, he turns 31 in the summer. The, the, the only way is down, I'm afraid. Doesn't matter whether he's a good player now or not. Not only that.
0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details.
2: He's probably on more than Johnson and Bailey combined. Um, He's not contributed in two years. You know, I personally just, you know... I don't think we're, we're going to give him a new deal. I can't see that at all. So it's just a matter of whether you want to get money from, him or whether you just want him to be a bench player for the next eighteen months. And that's a decision that Ange have to make because I like to I like to think that angel will be here for the next eighteen months. Um, the question then is, how do you convince Karim Ocal Dembele to sign a new deal? You probably struggle if Abad is your first choice and Johnson eh, is your second. So you don't even get money for him. It's it's a balancing act. I'm not entirely sure. Um and then if you sell Julian in the summer, then you probably need to bring in another centre back as well as Carter Vickers, in my opinion. I don't think I don't think we can rely on three centre backs when you're playing two of them. You know, we've seen Beaton at centre half so often in those qualifiers, it's give me nightmares. Um But yeah, it's a balancing act and I think it's whether you want to be sentimental with James Forrest or whether you want to get money for Karimoko Dembele, I think is the question, while also having a decent enough playing squad to compete in Europe and win the league.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. Um, it's going to be an interesting one because there's 12 games to go in the league, as I've said. It's you know a trip to Tannadice in the Scottish Cup. It's Bodo home and away, the Norwegian champions, which won't be easy. You know, Squad rotation has been key to Ange so far this season, but these games... We are gonna to need to have to rely on a big squad and, you know, on the basis of the performance on Sunday there. The big guys I think that he's probably looking at and saying, you know, can I rely on you? You know, there will be games against that kind of bottom six teams in the league where we might rotate a bit, but we won't be able to, you know, make whole scale changes to the side. Whether that means, you know, breaking up the, the centre half partnership and bringing Julian in there or uh, or Welsh and then it's, you know, hopefully a badder. we who keeps fit and um, throughout. The, the, the coming months, obviously we know Jota can go with that right-hand side, Neda can play on the left-hand side. Um, it's just where these guys fit in. Listen, I would love it if Julian and Forrest get lots of game time, the two of them play at their skin and earn that new contract, but again, we're just looking at it as a situation of what if, because we don't know what's going to happen in the next few months. Bodo glimped, let's go into the Champions of Norway for two years in a row. Um, meditation sessions, gentlemen, have been having. They have been, uh, they've had kind of coaches in to, to talk all about the stuff they've been um, recommended to meditate through the day they are aside a side to obviously grab the attention when they beat uh, Roma um, and they've been having mental coaching sessions too so there's a lot of you know, psychological stuff going into this game about Bodo um, I think the first place to start on this one Lawrence Patrick Berg obviously departed for 4 million Euros um, Eric Bofim I think is the way he pronounced his name not too sure departed to go to Crasdador, he scored two of the goals in the 6-1 game against Roma. Um, Bit of transition, probably not the team that, that defeated Roma that we're going to play here. What is your expectations of the game against Bodo Glimp? Because we can't underestimate this, they're the champions of Norway and will certainly be up for this.
3: Listen, I think Ange will have us up for it too and I, I, I'm expecting Ange's Ball to blow them away, I think, three and a half time uh, and, and then we'll just manage the game. It's a uh, it, but when you look at it, as you say, they've lost a couple of key players. I think we've definitely improved as a team since the, the, the draw was made. And I, I fully expect us to go out and, and dispose of them. And the dream of the quadruple still to be on, Patrick. And my dream for the 25th of May in Albania with tickets currently of yourself still to be on as well.
1: We'll <laughs> just wait and see about that one. Um, to take a, a quote here, Patrick, from the old Nick Siltmith, who's their, their footballing director. I don't think Roma were prepared for us in any way. They came late to the city. They didn't have a training session. I don't think they were ready for the weather, the conditions of our players. Um, I think there probably was a bit of underestimation from Roma getting into this game. There was probably a bit from Mourinho where they just didn't really you know, consider them too much. But I would certainly think, you know, as it says there, Angel will have us up for this game and he's probably been looking at Bodo Glimp like other European sides ever since that 6-1 Mollin of Roma um, I think they'll be well prepared for this one then. do you not?
2: Yeah I mean in a way that sixth one's probably the worst thing that's ever happened to them because then the European spotlight was on them and everyone was having a look at them and you know I think I think they sold at least one player to Hibbs. I think they might have sold two players to Hibs actually and then you said the other two that departed to Krasnodar and then that Patrick Berk, who was our star player to I think Ange is everything that Jose is not. You know, Ange is a full-time football manager. Jose's on talk sport. He's doing ads for betting sites eh, on on Sky. Um, he's arrogant, which Ange is not. He's tired. I think he's finished. Actually, Jose Mourinho. Um, I think his best days are well behind him. Whereas Ange, you know, he's a he's a manager with stocks on the rise. I don't think Ange will be underestimating anybody. You know, he probably. He certainly didn't underestimate Wraith Overs. You know, we were one nothing up cruising and he's having a go at his own defenders for passing the ball back, the way. Anyway. He is not underestimating anybody. Um, so I think when we go out there on Thursday night, Andrew will be wanting the exact same as he did in the, the Derby game, the first half, the intensity. Because, you know, under previous managers, even under Brendan Rodgers, we probably weren't as fit or as a, or as intense as what we are now. Under under Ange, you know that Motherwell game in uh, in particular, you know we were full flow for ninety minutes. Unbelievable that performance, and I think if we repeat that for the rest of the season, we'll go far. Um, I like Lawrence's prediction. I'll, I'll happily take three nothing half time or full time because I think a three nothing lead going going away to Norway even Celtic can't blow that. Mm, um, no. Which uh, I'm probably jinxing that there, but no. Over 180 minutes, we are by far the better team. We've got a better manager, better squad, get more money. You know, We should be blowing these guys away, but it's just because of the psychological hurdle we need to go over that we're all very hesitant to stick our necks out there and say we're going to give them a malling. But I think we'll be comfortable in the end. 2004, is that a
1: psychological hurdle?
2: Is that right? I think it is. We beat Barcelona, then lost to Villarreal in penalties, I think it was. Mm. So eighteen years since Celtic have won a knockout
1: tie after Christmas. Hopefully that those rules are put to right. Um Stick comes in on the, the chat here to see on that. Standsport interview Ans did the other day. They gave him a Bodo Scouting exactly. report. See, they play similar football to Ange. Yes, he did. Um one of the guys that was on uh, Lars Silverstone, I think his name was, was talking about um, you know, Ange and a lot of similarities between Bodo and Celtic and again that comes to, um, of the first comment I read out uh, earlier was the, the Bodo captain, Ulrich Seltness. And this comes from uh, their sporting director, Bjorkan, who said, I haven't met a team that are as organised as us or any team who have better fitness than us. When you understand where our players are coming from, players who have been written off because they're not good enough, Lawrence, fitness, organised... Um, Bodo are talking themselves right up for this tie. This could be quite a tasty game because they do play very similar football with Celtic. Are you expecting it to be quite expansive in that to allow Celtic big gaps to go and do our stuff?
3: Well, it if they do, get punished. I mean, they said players that have been written off, I don't know, like it's not good enough, like, I don't know, Joe Hart, like Yoto was it, Benfica. So I'm expecting them to come out and, and go for it. But we know that the way that's real play. Yeah. Celtic Park and European nights, will they be able to handle it? But, you know, they'll maybe need those uh, mental training sessions. But I, I fully like spe- expect us to, to smash them at Celtic Park. Honestly, I honestly think, you know, 3 0 and making we will be we time more or less a formality for us.
1: Yep. Um, it's obviously not Keogh coming in because we've got a photo uh, of Captain Kill here. Superhero Kill saying that Bordeaux play a high pressure game. Somebody has got the makings of two great ties. Totally agree with you on that one. I just hope that we can come through it. Um, on your comments, Patrick Fraser, your pal's come in to say that'll be us losing for free in aggregate. Yep, and Fraser obviously witnessed Patrick jumping up and down on Sunday when Near Beaton scored for Celtic something <laughs> for the ages just because he'd won a bet. But, you know, the man that doesn't like Near Beaton there, he was with the two arms in the air shouting and bowling when um, he tapped in his rebound from the penalty. Um, what would be your your side for uh, Thursday night, Patrick? Because seven changes into the Cup game. Against for Rovers, I do imagine there to be a wholesale of changes from that game coming in. I'd imagine guys like Jota Badick said to start. What would be your starting eleven for this game? Uh
2: and where do you think the game could be won and lost? Well, we agreed in our starting eleven the other day, didn't we? Um mm-hmm. after Roderick's disappointment on Sunday, I didn't think he played that well. I think you've got to uh, I think you've got to play O'Reilly. Um I think you've got to go with Hart, Jovanovic will be back, Starfield and Carter Vickers again. I think you've got to go with Taylor. Uh, although he scored I didn't think Scales played all too well uh, the weekend either I um, wasn't a fan of his performance uh, I think he's played a couple of good games for Celtic but at the weekend I thought it was quite disappointing um, McGregor, O'Reilly and Tatate um, I wouldn't mm-hmm. best any of those three uh, and then I think he probably go have to go with Yakamakis up top uh, with Jota and Abada out, out wide you know I would have said Maeda because he's fast and I think that could come in handy in European games, but he got his goal. He's been playing well for us, Yakimakis. so I'll stick with him. So that would be my 11. Yep, I'll agree with that. Lawrence, any changes to that one?
3: Uh, no, I think we're, we're all going to agree. I think Iacomacus just said he's Maeda out of it, but yeah, you know, I think he'd crack in 60 minutes against Rangers. He's built on the, the performances since, so. Yeah, I, I think that's what we start with and we've got enough options on the bench then. Uh, but Yeah, I think we're all in agreement in the first 11, first time for everything.
1: Yeah, I think we are probably all in agreement and um, I think that's just off the balance of what we probably watched on Sunday and, uh, you know, what we've got going into this game in terms of availability, obviously we do hope that Dura's that back fit Um I think that could be a real uh, added benefit to our side if, if Juranovic comes back in. He's a really key player for us this season and hopefully he gets back into the side. Um, Patrick, on back onto Bodo. Um, they've been doing an intense training camp in Spain um, throughout this to prepare for this game. So obviously a bit of warm weather training. As I say, they've transition. They've lost players. They've added additions into their team just due to the time that we're getting them at. Um, I don't doubt that they're a well-organised side. I don't doubt that their fitness levels uh, aren't, you know, very good. I imagine that they will probably run us very close in terms of fitness throughout the game, um, because they wouldn't be at this level if they didn't have that. Um, but just due to the timing of the match, surely that's going to benefit us. I know before we would said that we looked at that Copenhagen time, said you know, are they going to be ready just due to the long layoff? But I think if I'm right in saying Bodo's not played a competitive game for three or four months, surely that benefits us, um, because our players are playing at peak fitness, or. Is it going to be the old, you know, there's players coming in fresh, ready to go,
2: and just, you know, possibly, possibly nick something? I hope not. Well, we thought we had the big advantage against Copenhagen, didn't we? And then we failed to take our chances in the first half of that away leg, um, and then of course, you know, Kozo Simonovic totally gives the game away at home. Um, but I think that was more down to the players and the manager rather than Copenhagen's fitness uh, two two seasons ago. No, I think the last competitive game was the night we beat Real Betis because they'll have played the sixth match day that, that same night. So, what's that? Two months ago, over two months ago, they played their last competitive game. And you know, the warm weather training camps have done us served us well in the past, apart from last season. Um, but you know, we we have a we have a team at the top of our game. We got guys coming back from injury. Rangers and Motherwell was probably the best football we've seen on Durand so far if we can repeat a performance like that I, I can't see us losing the game and saying that I think we need to probably win the game by two goals or more um, because you know being away for the second leg it's always a bit dodgy you're always a bit nervous you know Beer Shiva showed us that five and a half years ago um, so I think we need to build up a two goal lead if not more Yeah I'm not too confident
1: in the game I'm never too confident with Celtic in Europe I saw the you know the goals that we've shipped so far this season. I do think we'll all be okay in the game, but I don't know too much what to expect from from bodo Glimp. I think it'll be two tough ties. And um, we'll come off the back of this. Obviously, we we'll played in the Celtic Park. If we go through the the, the fixture, it's going to be, you know, in between a, a cup game away to Tannadice. Just to quickly touch on that before we finish, quarterfinal draws out there. Lawrence, it's a, a taste away to Tannadice a tough old game but again if you're going to win the cup you need to win these games and you know we always take a really good and support up there obviously that was slashed a wee bit just due to the weather conditions the last time it's a tricky place to go you know it's been tight games against Dundee United this season apart from the game in paradise and um, should hopefully get a result when we go up there again just to if the, the squad's in the place it's in just now that game should just take care of itself
3: Hopefully listen they've given us a, a couple of tough games fairly physical I think we lost McCarthy and in Turnbull, didn't we? Uh, different games for them. So you'd like to think we'd beat United, but they've been a tough opponent for us yeah. this year. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think we'll win, but uh, they have been a tough opponent uh, and it it's fairly physical. But, you know, if, if we're going there having just built up a lead against Bodo, you know, we're going to be in a high, you know, it'll be 21 game streak then. Looking to make it 22. We're you, you, favourites. For me, we favourites for both games. We're expected to, to win both. Hopefully, you know, against United, we can see a bit of squad rotation if we get a few goals the, up. United will
1: the, the, the following round if we get past Bodo Lawrence in that one. So, again, it could be a ticky opposition uh, yep. just defending and now results go. So, it could be a tricky one. Um, but, you know what? Again, I'm a wee bit skeptical about the squad rotation getting into this one, part If it's, I know we're looking weeks down the line. We're looking our way forward to March, but even a game like that, I could put I don't think you can afford to rotate too much because Tam has got Dundee The United really well set up. They're in a really good position this season. I think he's, you know, been far better uh, than what they had last season. You know, obviously Tony Watts came in in the January. They've in that the department. Um a tough old tie, but again, as I say, Lawrence, sir. if you want to
2: win the cup. These are games you need to go and win? 100% and don't want jump the gun and I don't want to rush him back from injury, but I think Kyogre will be back by then. So if you're playing Kyogre in the European games, you've got Maeda and Yakamakis who can play up top. Hopefully Julian will be match fit by then.
1: Turnbull will be back by then, I'd imagine, possibly. Turnbull,
2: I mean, you've got five options. You've probably got five first choicers uh, competing for three places in midfield, so you can rotate there hopefully Forrest can be relied upon in that game. I think you'll probably have to stick with Jota um, for all three matches, but again you could play Alkmaar again, you could end up playing Roma, you could end up playing, I think it's LASK. I can't remember the others off the top of my head, but on paper they're tougher than Bodo Glimt, Um, so it'll be an interesting uh, interesting 10 days or so, 7 days, when we get there, if we get there, because we need to get past Bodo first, but Mm. Yeah, I mean, the way we play, I don't think we'll concede more than one goal to Dundee United. So if we go to nothing up, I think that'll be the game wrapped up. But again, not getting ahead of myself.
1: No, one game at a time under Ange Postacoglu. That first game up is going to be Bodo Glimt on Thursday evening. And if UEFA conference league, then it's Dundee at home. But again, it's one game at a time. We're on all fronts and all competitions just now. And hopefully the the victories continue and we uh, edge closer to that 38-game uh, in the league and we are still top that's what we're hoping for um, due to the form we have found since Big Ange has been around ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us on a Celtic State of Mind we'll be back tomorrow on the bulletin we'll be talk- talking and previewing Bodo Glimt and again we'll be returning on the Thursday for the usual match day coverage thank you to Lawrence Conley and Patrick McGill for joining myself taking the convo on a Celtic State of Mind <laughs>
3: When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when
0: you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait, text SCORE to 203203. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet,